Hey, it's Matt. I'm back and I'm really glad you're here. You are listening to the Matt Ramage TV podcast. I'm a creative entrepreneur and the founder of Studio D and MJ and Co Stories. This show is dedicated to creatives for the people who cannot turn their brains off. These are shower thoughts and basically just a brain dump of things that I'm up to and some stories around the studio. Uh, this episode is part two of two, Real Life Magic, with Mr. Anthony Hadlin. Anthony, if, if you didn't watch, listen to the first episode, Anthony is an incredibly talented magician and hypnotist and disc golf player, we've learned, uh, now based in Toronto. And uh, we're really excited to have you here for a second episode. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. I, I love being here. This is great times. So instead of just having a really super long episode our, for our last one, uh, which w- was still pretty long, um, we thought we'd split it up. So our last episode was very like head in the clouds, um, kind of digging into just like manifesting and the way we perceive things. And yeah, I could talk about that all day. Oh yeah, me too. I like that kind of stuff. Um, but on this one, we're going to talk about more like functionally what we're doing with life and um, business and um, uh, you have a magic trick you're going to start us off with. Is I that do. cool? I do. Yeah, man. So, Okay. I'm going to, with your permission, I'm going to try to read your mind and we're going to do this so that way the, the people at home, wherever they may be, they can hear the, the process of it. So, so Matt, I want you and we're, I'm going to get you to change your mind three times, right? And then on the third time, hopefully you'll be able to get what we're aiming for here. So first off, I want you to, to think of a person, think of the person that I don't know. Right. All right. Do you want, so, you want to preface everybody that you've told me to do that already? Yeah. Yeah. So I've asked you before here so we can speed things up the, to think of somebody that is close to you that I don't know. Right. This is a person that I don't know. Yep. Okay. So I nodded, nodded my head. Nodded, yes. yes. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Okay. Audio, <laughs> audio. We got to think audio. Okay. So Matt, uh, before we get to that, I want you to think of first and I, it doesn't matter if I get this right or wrong. I just need to get into a train of, of how you're thinking in this moment. So uh, think of a number between one and 10 quickly. Don't change your seven. mind. Yes. It, you saw that I drew a seven just as you said that, right? Did you see that? That's I know funny. People, people didn't see that, but first it was two and then I went to seven. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are Perfect. you mind controlling me? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, okay. So we got the first one. Yeah, we said seven. We're locked now, in. Okay, so now... I want you to think of how many letters are in this person's name. Okay. And is it seven? Yes, it is. That's how many letters are in this person's name as well. Interesting. Okay. So look at me, look at me, uh, reach across the table. I need to feel your pulse for a moment. I think it's seven. Is it seven? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that does, you know, narrows down the amount of names in the world that there are. My name, Anthony, also has seven letters. But okay, so Matt, look at me. I need your eyes open. So I'm going to try to speak to your subconscious mind. I want you to think of all the letters that are in this name. You're not thinking of Anthony, right? It's, no. Okay, that'd be too obvious. So seven letters. And I'm going to say the alphabet backwards. So hopefully the, the idea is that your subconscious mind will tell me the letters that are in, in the name. Plain and simple. So... Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A. So there's an A. Yes? Yeah. 
And okay, one more time. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L. There's an M? Maybe. That's a yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. M and an A. So that narrows it down. So you're thinking of someone named Melanie? How the heck did you know that? Yes? Yeah. <laughs> who is Who is she? She's a friend I met like maybe eight years ago yeah. at photo camp at photo camp. Yeah. She lives in Edmonton, Edmonton. How'd you do that? Shout out Melanie in Edmonton. That's weird. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Is that seven letters? I'm pretty sure it's seven letters. E-L-A-N-I-E. Yes. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's freaking weird. I thought you'd take a little more time to figure that one out. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to reveal anything, but you know, People can work that backwards, and I'm sure there's a, a lot of people out there that'll listen to it a couple times and figure it out. But, but yeah, I mean, there's not that many people with seven letter names. But Matthew is Anthony. You said Melanie. Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's a good guess. That's, a good guess. <laughs> That's weird. You're tripping me out. Do you mind if I clip that part and just use that audio? Yeah, do it. Is that okay. That's yeah. totally good. <laughs> That's freaking weird. I'm going to make sure Melanie listens to this. Yes. Yes, definitely. Is she a photographer? She's a photographer. I met her at photo camp. Okay. So, yeah. Amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, okay, you you tell me to pick someone far away. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. That you don't know. And I met her in Vancouver, on Vancouver Island. Mm, oh, so you met her even further away than, yeah. than, than Edmonton. Yeah. And I was like, I know you've never met her because no one else here knows her. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so funny. But awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, the connections we make throughout our life, it's, it's interesting. We, these connections that we make, it's, we don't realize how they affect our lives. And like, you, you met her. I'm not sure how your lives were affected, but now she's brought back up into your life in this moment. And now you're going to reach out to her. And who knows what, what's going to happen after that, after you reach out to her again. You know, if you, I don't know if you've connected recently with her, but yes, you know, now on be real on be real. Hey yeah. dude, she's like one of my four people how, I follow. That's how we got. That's how we're here today. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's a good app. That's so funny. I, I like that app because it's, it actually, there's, there's no, first off, there's no ads and you just post whatever it is it's, and it's only your friends on there. I love it. Well, speaking <laughs> of that, um, I wanted to talk about content creation today yeah man yeah so as mentioned in our last episode um you started a podcast that's was like the first time i was ever on a podcast and i think it might have been your first or second episode yeah and so two i believe and the first one was solo am i remembering uh, the first one? one was with uh mike gaff that's the it. gaff okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and since then you have vlogged like a bajillion days in a row like yeah, 223 <laughs> casey neistat style yep that was impressive yep. was casey he casey neistat of magic oh a huge influence he let you okay i love i love that guy too mm-hmm. um you mentioned gary v while we were preparing for this yes. episode and actually he's the reason that i even made the podcast and vlog to begin with he's the 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 original spark that was like yeah just go create it okay so why do you do it you, you kind of mentioned it like in the last episode for like, or maybe it was after, but mm. you're, you're saying the podcast was like for interviewing people and talking and stage presence. Like, let's talk yeah. about that. Tell me. Yeah. Because in my, you know, I knew at that time that I needed 
some way to practice uh, interviewing people and talking and you know conversing with people because on stage I found that when watching my tape over I would realize hey you know I'm having a hard time coming up with questions for my volunteers on stage and the podcast was a great way to just exercise that and meet people so not only was I learning from these people but also simultaneously I was practicing skills that I need for my shows so it was like best of both worlds all wrapped up into one content creation vehicle. And so I was inspired by you and that's one of the things I was like, I should do a podcast too. And yeah, so now I have for sure. uh, a few of them. How um, many do you have? Um, before the dust settles was with Dustin. Yes. That was like the first one. We started that one together. And then shortly after that, I was, I started two more. So one was with my friend Molly, the Matt and Molly show. That one was, she lives out of town and uh, it was a good excuse to hang out. Um, at that time in her life, she was basically at home, not working, had just shut down her business to move for her husband, basically. Yes. So she had a lot of free time and she was like, she's a creative too. And um, it was like an outlet for her and me. And then at the same time, I started my own called Matt Ramage TV. And then COVID started like, uh, a month later. So then we had extra time even to do it. Um, and <laughs> yes. then I started one more. The fourth one is, uh, the Sask wedding podcast. Yes. That's my only like business only mm-hmm. sort of podcast. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's awesome, dude. It's, I've also had many iterations of uh, my own podcast and now my, my main one, which started in COVID, is now going to be continuing further from that. And it's uh, magicians. It's for magicians, by magicians. It's, and that's my main podcast right now. And that's, you know, talking with my peers. I love it. So tell me about, um, like, just the practice of making content. Like, you know, how much of it is just, like, you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Like, not every person is capable of even doing it right? Like you, yeah. you produce everything and you edit it all. Like when you did your vlog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I knew when I, and actually, so going back to, you know, reasons why doing things, I started the vlog because I knew that having video skills was going to be very important for my business. And what better way to, to learn video than by doing it every day. And I knew that I was going to make a lot of bad videos. And I was going to make a few good ones. And all in all, at the end of that journey, I was going to be pretty proficient with creating videos because, man, back then it was like, oh, you have to spend that many thousands of dollars for that much? Oh, man, okay, I can do it. So it was like, it was a long-term play to, to do the vlog and, and learn all that myself. And then, so now, you know, fast forward to today, yeah, having all that and being able to do it it's so valuable. And I think in today's day and age, that's even something that like almost every business needs. You need to create media, whether it's photo and video, and you need to be putting that out all the time. That's like the world we live in. I don't know what there's so many dings going on. Here. Speaking of, you just got a notification. For He's me. doing it. I have, I have it all muted. Yeah, it's still coming on, but <laughs> something happened. Oh, you know what? My one hour timer went off. There we go. Now we're good. Mm. I put my do not disturb on not long enough. So yeah. 
Oh, okay, so that? I didn't know you could time that. Well, when you turn it on, you can say for one hour or for like oh. till I leave. Oh, right. Or just turn it on. So anyway, right. interesting. So mm. tell me like how much of it, like, like you even were shooting some weddings. I did. Yeah. Like a second shooter. Tell me about like yeah. making video. Like, do you, is it kind of like you see the gym as like you like doing it and you see a connection to being a magician and a performer? Like, is that why it, by itself, could you almost be like, if you didn't do magic, would you even want, would you want to be a content creator? Would you want to have like a media company? Like, you know, I don't know. Not having, no, if I wasn't a magician, I probably wouldn't be creating all that, all this content. Um, all the content does, you know, because I am a magician and I, that's who I am. That's my career. I understand that creating all the content is imperative to the future success of my business, of my brand. And also every time I create, it's more practice. You know, it's practice of the micro storytelling. It's practice of capturing that video. It's practice of that editing. So anytime that I did like a, a wedding or any of these other side projects with video, that was to enhance my skills, to apply it then to my business. And every time I perform a trick on video, that then, okay, I said something in this time. This time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extract that, place it into my live show. And there's always these small little tidbits that you find along the way. And it's, it's a great journey because you don't have no idea what's going to happen next. I have no idea what I'm going to learn next. Now, some people would maybe think this is narcissistic, but I pretty much, without fail, listen to every podcast that I publish. Oh. And I'm self-critiquing. Yes. Do you do that too? Like On every podcast, I do not. Every vlog or anything. The vlog, oh, for sure. The vlogs, my shows. Um, but every time I've done a podcast, I do not listen to the podcast okay. again. Those are those are one and dones. But when I make a vlog or a video, I haven't made a vlog in forever. But yeah, you watch all the footage. And every time I perform a show, record it, watch it, critique it journal on it and then go, okay, what's, what am I doing next time? What am I changing for next time? But yeah, the self self critique is important. I'm, I'm super impressed that you listen to your podcast. So well, some, some of it's like, like, so I guess I have my own reasons for doing my own content creation. Um, we talked in our last episode about creative voice. And for me, it's like, there's like the thing I do for the money. And then there's the thing I do for me. Mm. And they're not always the same. And so for me, like a podcast was like, I like the idea. I'm the kind of person I like to know how to do everything. It doesn't mean I want to do it, but I really like having a really good understanding mm. of how things work. And when I think of a guy like Elon Musk, he was, he's like that. He became a rocket scientist so he could understand how it works. And like, I mean, he is an engineer, if I'm not mistaken by his background, but like he's got a curiosity and like desire to like really understand things um, so that he can make them better. Right. Um, and I, I'm a, I really align with that idea of like understanding how things work really helps you get better at other things. Mm. And, and for me, there's this like toolbox of like what a photographer videographer is. I view myself as like sort of the MacGyver side. It's like you, you have to make it work. You have to make it work with the, everything you have. You, you can't get more. You can't go 
buy the extra light or rent the fog machine all the time. You know, you got to kind of make do with what you have. And I find like the more tools in the toolbox, the better I do at everything. Mm. So I can approach jobs more like. And by tools, you mean like mental tools, like knowing what to do in different situations? like approaches. Yeah. So like, you know. Not like physical, oh, different tools on your belt, like, like, uh, like lenses and batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like in, in the mind of like how you could approach a thing, like. Oh, dude, that's everything. Yeah. Well, and then back to that creative voice, like understanding there's five ways to do things and not one of them's right. And then making my call of what I think and a recommend and standing with confidence behind it. Yes. Then I think that's given me a lot of like drive to, you know, help, help my clients do what they want by trying it out on myself. Like, and even the vlog for us was like, we did a vlog for MJ and co. We haven't done too many this year. Just it's been you know, a little bit busy, but, mm-hmm. um, wedding season. Yeah. yeah everything, <laughs> everything season. There you go. But yeah, like, I guess that's where like listening to the podcast was like, Oh, I kind of want to be good at talking to people. Mm. I want to sound eloquent. I want to have good ideas. I want to learn how a show is made, you know, yes. what makes a good show, you know, um, you know, one of the tricks I've found is having show notes for a podcast is like, you need to have like a little bit, you don't need the whole thing. Like, I don't want it to sound like I'm reading. And I think some of my first episodes were basically, I was just reading, which is, you know, has its place. I think solo podcasting is really hard um, (laughs) compared to what we're doing here. Um, But like having a bit of a place you're trying to go Hmm. and then ending it before it's too long. Like a theme of some sort or direction, different topics. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And yeah. And so anyway, I, I find like for me the podcasting has been that the vlogging has been a bit of that too. Um, and then, you know, growing our own skills and it's funny, like you do those things, then people see you and it's funny how like there's, we could call it manifesting. It's like you put something out into the world. You, you do a creative idea, you put it out there. That's usually the stuff that gets us hired versus showing the real work we've done. Isn't always like, you know, if I do a, really create a video for a financial in, um, you know, investment company. Sure. Like it's fine, but it's not like super inspiring outside of that world. Mm. Those, those videos have like small audiences to be effective. They don't need a huge audience, but like make, we, we just finished a video. It's launching actually today. I'll show you before you leave. Okay. Um, it's for this golfer and he is starting a, um, academy, a ball golfer. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A ball golfer. Ball golfer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to be specific. Disc around golfer. Me, right? Cause yeah. I mean, there's two different types of golf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this ball golfer has a, like a, like a promo video of some sort. Yeah. So to launch his new brand for, it's called clubhouse golf Academy. So we made this short film for him and it's cool. really interesting. It's like this, a culmination of all our skills along the way. Yeah. I interviewed him for it. It was like our approach of how we tell stories. Mm, so like a documentary style. Yeah. And so like our whole team is kind of like invested in this approach to, it's kind of like our specialty. Anyway, that video we did because it's a speck of the kind of work we want to do. And that's more inspiring because there's more, just more cool. Like he's an actual athlete. So showing him doing his thing, he's really good at it. Plus he looks really good while he's doing it. And then he's really passionate. So his story is like really good to attract Mm. potential clients. Um, But you can make, you can make effective stories about anything. It right. could be a dentist. It could be um, a financial advisor. 
Um, it could be a realtor, you know, and it takes someone that knows how to tell that story and find the story. Cause do you ever have people come up to you and they're like, I don't know what the story is. And then you have to figure it out. Yeah. They see, they see a video like that. And they're like, I want that. They literally use those words. I want that. I want that. They don't, they know what they want. They want the way they felt about this person. They'd have no connection to. Mm -hmm. They want people to feel that about them. Gotcha. And then, so then it's up to us to. That's where the art lie. Yeah. And I think, I think there's this like transition for us as a team is like, instead of people just saying, I need this photograph and we come do exactly what they said. That's very uninspiring to me. We'll still do it uh, the odd time. Um, but you know, that's also lowest common denominator work like that. You're not competitive there. Anyone like the, the amount of people that can do that is uh, large, right? Larger, right. Pretty much anyone with a camera can go do that if you tell them to. And then, um, you know, to, to kind of level up to that next level is the kind of where we're trying to be, you know, the people who make the decisions make the most money yes. in any field. People that make the decisions that solve big problems. Yeah. The bigger the problems you solve, the more you're worth to yes. people. Yes. Um, because like we're in a world where people, you know, a lot of people avoid it. Like they really don't want to solve. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in that. Yeah. You know, to be at the top of, you know, a large company and you have to make these decisions to put out these fires, like not everyone wants that stress. Yeah. Some people think they want that stress and until they get there and they're like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's not me. Your management levels in a company, like really, we're not talking just like your supervisor. We're talking like managers of departments and stuff. And then CEOs, of course, at the top of that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, anyway, I'm kind of rambling here, but like back to you, let's (laughs) talk about you. Um, you know, we're talking about content creation. Um, tell me how like making that has like helped your business. Like Mm. I know in COVID you had a really good skill set to do a really good job of live streaming. Tell me kind of like, yeah. So I was able to be one of the, one of the first magicians and hypnotists to do virtual shows and start doing those. Like basically as soon as stuff shut down, I started doing some virtual, virtual work. And then that allowed me to survive and get through it. And then also using that to create uh, reels and TikToks and all that, but like with a higher quality camera and vertical and went through a whole thing of making content every single day and working that into my daily routine and being able to produce the, these videos, which, you know, at the time, you know, like, ah, oh, what are these going to do? But, you know, they get shared and the right person starts following your work and then they end up hiring you for like a big gig later. And like, yeah, you, you don't know where the breadcrumbs lie behind you when you're making them until you look behind and see how they connect. And yeah, having those skills made it so much easier to, to create on a consistent basis. And, and yeah, now, now that things are open, now I'm doing a lot, a lot more things where we can actually incorporate people into these videos and blow their minds on video and get those live reactions. Cause like performing for a camera, that's one thing The person at home. They're the ones that you're performing for, but now when they can relate to somebody, cause like, it's hard to relate to a magician through a video. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, this guy, he's like, what, he's got some powers or like trying to be all cool and stuff. You know, it's just him in the video talking about myself, you know, like if it's just me in that video, like how do I relate? The best way to relate is to to perform 
for a person because now the person on the other side is like, oh, hey, this guy's freaking out. That's amazing. I'm just like, I, I want to feel that. So now going back to what you're saying of how people reach out to you and they're like, hey, I want what they want, what they like what this video made me feel about them. I want that. Well, that's how I'm connecting now with, with my potential clients is that, oh, look at these reactions. That's the selling feature. That's, that's what's going to bring what I'll bring to your event and capturing that on videos. Uh, that's a, that's what I should have been doing the whole time. It's, you know, cause there's the, the vlog portion of my life where, you know, I was, just documenting my life. But what I really should have been doing was just performing constantly filming it and creating that content. I don't know why I never thought of that until now. Until like right now? No, not until right now. Until like until recently, until, until COVID ended. And I was like, yeah, okay. Mic me up. Lapel, boom, go out there, blow people's minds. That's the content. Whereas like before it was like, I'll do that once for one person. And then the rest of the video is like nine minutes of like, Oh, let's go eat. <laughs> you know, like, well, you learn. And I think learn. Yeah. Well, I, f- I find it interesting just even how like this was, um, I mean, we stopped vlogging or our last vlog. I shouldn't say we stopped vlogging. Our last vlog was like late spring. And, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was between a couple YouTubers that I like, and they were talking about having just gone to a Sony conference. So I follow a lot of techie yes. YouTubers and Sony and Canon and all these companies have events where they invite creators to come and try out new stuff. Usually it's around the launch of a new camera. And um, the, the, they were talking on this podcast about how like no one was vlogging anymore just because things have switched to like TikTok and Instagram stories and reels. I should say reels, not even stories. And they were making real content and they were talking about vertical video and all this kind of new, well, I shouldn't say new, but like that's where it's, it's shifted away from the vlog. So I think like your, your journey is like just, you know, it's kind of part of that. Like what you're doing at the time was probably exactly what you should have been doing. Mm. And the way things have been changing is to this tight, quick content. That's like in a minute, like, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's still the same amount of effort as the nine minute video to make the mm. one minute reel. Yeah. Probably <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Man. I mean, you know, a good, a good amount of planning should get you there. But, um, you know, and I, I was even thinking about our team. Like, I think we're going to start doing the vlogs again, but they're going to be done real style, 60 seconds, mm-hmm. vertically filmed. Yes. Or, yeah. sh- you know, shorts, YouTube shorts, same, yeah. similar aspect. Well, they and, can, and you, YouTube, you're a YouTuber. I don't even, I have a YouTube channel for the sake of holding some content, but I don't treat it as a platform. Yes. You're, tell me about that. Like, yeah, well, I mean, how many subscribers you know, do you have? I think I crossed 1700. That's a big, I mean, before I started vlogging, I had a hundred subscribers. And the weird thing is just talking about numbers. I, I know you're not supposed to look at your numbers, right? But like, you know, I had just under a hundred and then I vlogged for 223 days. And then I, at the end of it, I had like 300 subscribers and I was like, so I gained like one subscriber per 10 minute vlog video that took like eight plus hours to make each time. And I'm like, is that worth it? And I was like, oh, that's thinking about the numbers and then reminding myself that it was about acquiring the skill and using that skill going forward. So yeah, hundred percent, it was worth it. And you know, since only now uh, posting 
for the past past few years just posting sporadically i post more shorts than anything now it's grown like way faster than ever before and i'm like this maybe it's because i'm making better content and i had to go through the fire and learn how to make better content i'm not sure what the the answer is to that but well, i think there's i think in my opinion that's it that's like doing it you learn you learn what works and you learn a little bit from everything you make. Maybe it's the bad videos. Like Gar- Gary Vee had this thing just recently. Um, so Gary Vee is a, I don't even know what you'd call him. Like he's, he's amazing dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's from, <laughs> he's, he's just, from New York. He started on YouTube making uh, live stream videos about, I don't even know if they're live stream, but videos about wine. wine. Yeah. He helped his parents $2 million wine business go to $40 million. Very cool. Now he's like doing marketing. Yeah. He's going to buy the jets. Yeah. Like he's it's like, guaranteed like he could probably buy it pretty soon actually i, I was um introduced to him when he made the book crush it and he and he, and yeah. he was talking about just like he's kind of like a part of the hustle culture which i think even that's kind of going away a bit um but anyway his latest thing was like make youtube or sorry make reels because you can test if it's going to go viral like instantly yeah and then the thing that gets all the likes or the shares use that use your ad dollars Yes. Put it behind exactly. there. Exactly. Yes. And then if that, and what then make works. a variation and then you put bad dollars behind both and whichever one works better make. So you still make original content, but then the stuff that really sticks to people mm-hmm. use that to get out there with your ad dollars. Cause then your ads not so annoying. Exactly. That's the way to test your creative when you're making all your ads is just keep posting stuff on TikTok and YouTube shorts and reels and then put money behind it. That's like, man, when he's put that out, I'm like, Oh, that seems so obvious. This was like three weeks ago, maybe. What a smart thing. I don't, I, I know it's. You remember really seeing recent. it? Yeah. I, I watched it and I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. What the heck? Well, and I've, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> thank you, Gary. It's basically a modern version of AB testing and marketing. But um, yeah. yeah, I find, I find TikTok a really good platform as far as like my brother made a funny video. He, he told me he even just like copied someone else's idea. He just thought it was funny. That seems what. TikTok's all about. It's like there's trends, you got to do it in your way and then you get exposure. Yeah. Get eyeballs. And so he makes seems like it's about. He makes this really funny video and I looked at it the other day. He's got like 14,000 hearts on it. <laughs> Holy crap. Like he has no other videos that are like that. But he anyway, you take a good idea. I mean, actually even thinking about that right now, take a video like that mm-hmm. and put it into your like make it relevant to your business. Yes. Like his the video I'm talking about specifically, he, uh, you ever tried to hook a trailer up to a vehicle? I uh, I've seen it done. I've never done it myself though. So. Okay. So you, I, uh, yeah, you, some tr- small trailers you can just move if you're close, but bigger trailers, you have to get the, the ball of the hitch right under it. Right. So you got to move the truck to it. So you back up, but then once you're that close, we're talking game of inches. So he, he shows a clip where it's like that feeling when, and it's a TikTok narration, that feeling when you're so close, but just can't get it. And then he, so it has a, it has a picture, it has a video clip of the, the truck. It's backed too far under the trailer. Then it goes to a picture of what you would do. You would have your front door open. So you see the ground. He moves the car one inch forward and you see that happen on the, the view. And then you go back to the back of the truck. And then the joke is he looks at the hitch and then the trailer's not even there. Mm. And then he looks at it and he's like, in the first video you see him he only needs to move an inch then you see he moved an inch and then you get to the back of the truck and then he's like you know 30 feet away <laughs> okay, from the trailer okay, okay, yeah. very funny 
And I'm just thinking like, yeah. What a great video. Take an idea like that. It's funny because it's true. It's funny because it plays into... And it's relatable. Yeah, it plays into like real life of like, you know, you tried to just tweak it that one little bit and uh, you totally sent it too far kind of thing. There you go. Yeah, so like you could probably do something to do with video or photo or something where you're like adjusting something and then... I don't know what this audio is, but then like, oh, you're like so close to having like the perfect exposure. And then all of a sudden on the next frame, it's completely gone in the wrong direction. Yeah. One of those things. Or like... Even the ones where it's like, oh, I'm a photographer and I took this photo and it plays on like the whole thing. Or like, I went to film school to take these. And then you see the guy photographing Mm. and you're like waiting for something beautiful. And then it's like the recorder music to that song September. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or like Titanic with recorder, but bad recorder. Bad and recorder. It, and then it goes into Those like... Those are hilarious. And then it's just bad. And I always thought that'd be really funny. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time, you know, I keep... I find it harder to think of a way for magic to relate to these trends than it is to think of how like disc golf could relate to these trends. Because like you said, the game of inches and it's like, you know, you're, if you're practicing putting and you throw it... And, you know, in your practice, you're dead center chains every time making those putts. And then when it's like a pressure situation, when you're like playing with people, then you're like just off by an inch and you go to try it again. And then using your brother's comedy, this time when you throw it again, this time you miss completely. The wind hits and it goes, rolls 50 feet away into the water, OB, out of bounds. That's, that's what I envision <laughs> of like relating that to disc golf now. But yeah, I don't know. I just... I find it easier to create disc golf content than magic content. Isn't that funny? That's so funny. Like if I can come up with ideas for other people all day long, but then coming up with my own, it's like so much harder, but I don't know if it is. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's just like an internal blocker that I need to figure out. Well, I would, I would, I would say that is exactly it. So there's a thing when you're inside, especially with marketing, when you're inside your world Hmm. all the time, the hardest thing to do is step out. So, and like see it from like kind of like third person. So, um, maybe I'll talk about our business, for example. It's so everyday to me to come in here and see our team. And yet it's a very marketable thing that we have a studio and real people. Like yes. we have a full-time staff and, um, that's a marketable part of, I mean, I value that. Yes. But it's easy for me to like not show that cause it's just every day. But to, when I when people ask me what I do and I'm like, oh yeah, we well, have a team. Oh, you have a team? Like most people expect a photographer to basically be, be, be part-time and work from home. Because mm-hmm. that, that's, I would say the norm is they're part-time and work from home. Then it's rare to have full-time photographers. And then it's even more rare to like have a photography studio that's full-time with an actual location with and address. Staff and all, yeah. You know, like how many studios are in Saskatoon? Like five that I know of. Mm-hmm. Like one, yeah. There might be five. There might be. There's probably more than that. I just don't know of the other people. Right. Um, but yeah, it's that, definitely rare. And then definitely that's rare. that's like when you you know, it's like you, magic though. The a lot of magicians they have jobs a day a day job so to speak. So they do magic or hypnosis on the side, you know. And and it's pretty rare to have someone that goes and actually does it full time where that's the only thing that they do. And outside looking in, there's some street cred when you do that. Then it's like, oh, so sharing that story is maybe worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and we were talking, we're talking about content with like comedy. Maybe it's just like the amount of YouTube I watch where it's just like technical things. Like I really can, like I'll watch every camera review pretty much like in full because I'm interested (laughs) and I have no, these guys, these YouTubers aren't even funny. They're just, I mean, they say maybe like, I'm not watching it for that. So like, you know, to grow, you know, maybe even this podcast is hitting someone's ears and they're just like very interested in content marketing. So it's exactly they're like, you know, we're talking about real world examples of where you see the pain of like, you see a funny TikTok and you're trying to turn into your own thing. Maybe that isn't even, maybe they're, maybe they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, okay. Maybe it is just like, I share my thing. You know, we've got a studio. Oh, I do some headshots to share that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you go to street magic. Maybe you show that you do Christmas parties or something. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe like, sure. It doesn't yeah. all, it doesn't have to be the flashiest <laughs> thing. And yet, I don't know. And then uh, at the end of the day that marketing is like really about con- connecting with the decision maker. And so even just like, there was a, there was a thing about uh, another, uh, this is like early on in my career. This one guy was like, you know, at a base level, you could at least just be the guy with a camera. Like have your camera in your hand all the time. Be known as the guy with the camera. And oh, I see that's the even, brand. Even that you could build a business on hmm. may not be like, we're not talking about how effective it is as far as like, um, you know, you, like maybe it's not the best way, but it's, it's just a way I'm not, I'm not even saying it's bad. It could even be really good. Hmm. Just be the guy with the camera they were talking about. And you could be the guy with the deck of cards. Yeah. Like every time someone sees you, you do like if, I mean, you, you have a deck <laughs> of cards with you right now, I'm assuming, right? How did you know that? Are they in your pocket? They are. They're actually brand new. I oh yeah. I haven't even opened the pack yet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but like, you know, when I think of like, even my perception of you, I mean, well, I know you long, long enough to know, like I've seen you and, tr- and followed you online. You're the guy who plays disc golf, goes to the gym and is a magician. And you're me. very entrepreneurial too. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, I find, I find showing those things, those things showing a bit of the everyday is pretty good. And I think when it comes to those decision makers, like, you know, yeah, they want to see that you're, you're a human just like them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what connects with people. People buy from people that they see themselves in, you know, and it's, uh, if you're too perfect, then it's hard to, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that works for some people though. What's your thought on smoke and mirrors? Smoke and mirrors? In marketing. Mm. The fake it till you make it. Okay. I mean, I've, I've lived that. So <laughs> I know about that life where I've faked it till I, but I, I haven't made it yet. But now I'm like, okay, let's just do the real. I'm going to stop you there. Sure. You have made it to where you are. Like that's making it somewhere. Okay. You've made it further than hey, some people, okay. except so you just dream so much bigger. <laughs> No matter where you get to, you're going to want to go. I'm assuming. Yeah. I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm just, just starting, you know? Hey, when I talk to people, that's exactly how I explain it. I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's decades before this, but I mean, there was deck, there was all that time of like portraying, portraying this persona that's not actually me. And, and now, now I feel like I'm closer to who I actually am than ever before and being able to actually communicate that with people. And that, that that's another reason why I think I'm just starting. Plus also, you know, my goals are like you just said, they're a lot larger than where I currently currently am. And there's a long ways between here and there. So yeah, that's a man. 
just getting started. Okay, so just getting started. Fake it till you make. So smoke and mirrors. So I'm bringing that up for one thing. Because it's magic. There's lots of smoke and mirrors on stage. Well, well, that people talk about. Content creation is like, there's two ways to do it. You fake it. Mm-hmm. You pretend you're something you're not. Or you just be yourself. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I guess in photography, here's where I see it as a, a detrimental thing. Mm. You know, a uh, new photographer... Oh, YXE based available worldwide. Like they'll say something like that yeah. or not even YXE based, like just like international wedding photographer. And so they're projecting this idea that they want to be that. And then when you go to, let's say their Instagram and you have no idea where they're based. And so then they're just one of the many instead of one of the few. And I find like, I don't know. That's where I see like, mm. I know there's a, I see what you're saying. And like, there's, there's different thought processes behind that too. Cause like if you, for instance, if you say that you're based in a specific city, sometimes people think that constrains them to that city. And then, you know, there's some clients that are like, Oh, then I'm going to have to fly you out from that city. But if, and then, so there's the, the whole train of thought of if you don't put a city, then you're open to a larger market of people to, that could buy from you. And, uh, I mean, but on the same thought, if you run a company and you're just trying to do a Christmas video or sorry, Chris, not Christmas video, Christmas party. I mean, I don't know. I don't, what's your biggest like saleable event or, or product? Is it, I'm assuming, are you booking private shows where you sell your own tickets? Uh, so more so private shows where the client, uh, is planning an event and then they hire me for that event. Okay. So then there's already a, uh, an audience baked into the, these performances. Uh, but yeah, that's the next level of my business would be, you know, putting on theater shows and then selling tickets and, and doing, doing the shows that way four walling, as we say. That's what it's, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So you, you get all four walls and then you f- fill the butts in the seats all yourself. So your, your team or yourself, you know, at, at that point you need like a full team to do something like that. So let's talk about your current position, which yeah. I assume you could probably retire in this career doing not four walling, but could you have a comfortable career doing private events like you're doing oh, now? Dude. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're hired by someone local, like someone somewhere has to hire you. Right. And so yeah. if you per, per, portray that you're like international worldwide, that's cool. That's, yeah, street that's cred. a little bit larger. But then maybe that person's just looking for a local, mm-hmm. they just, they just want to have someone make the party better than it. Yeah. Right. Like, and I've had you do, okay. you did a Christmas party with us, which I was like yours, one of my yes. favorite memories. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still have the video. That was a good time. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that. Actually. I was sad you moved away, but well, here's the thing. We should do it again. Actually. Here's the thing for, for where, for where my business is going. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm based in Toronto, but Canada is such a small market that I've raised my prices. So now I can service any, anywhere in Canada and it's, it's no problem to just fly there and do it, you know? And then, you know, taking that same model to the States where they have an even larger market, that's where it's going to be even better too, where if you charge enough then it doesn't matter where you're from, you just, you just make the travel, make the trip. Okay. So back to fake it till you make it, Mm -hmm. you've earned your way to be there. Yeah. And I think that's where people mistake their first 
year of something doing that. Oh, you're, yeah. Like in the first year saying to that just sort be of thing, like, right? you need to get like, you're not going to charge enough in your first year to fly somewhere. You don't even know what to charge in your first year, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you charge just enough to, to break even. You're like, wait a minute. I was supposed to make profit on that. Crap. I mean, maybe, maybe you're doing <laughs> it for the street cat cred to be like, Oh, I did Vancouver. I did a Vancouver show. Hmm. I did it. I, it doesn't matter if you lost money, but maybe you just wanted it. But after a while, you do want to make a career out of it. You want to pay for things. You want to have a mortgage maybe, or pay your rent or maybe buy a car, maybe, you know, yeah. buy that plane ticket to go meet that girl in North Carolina. That's right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of the whole fake it till you make a thing. I find it like, hmm. I, th- I yeah, find so it like a, a dangerous pitfall that people think they got to pretend right where you don't have to. If you can just be yourself and show where you currently are in full, then that's where, again, the magic happens. The magic of business, magic of life, magic of you being you and being fulfilled in what you're doing. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying now because when I first started, actually, you know, I always said I was from Saskatoon though, but like, there was a time when I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I would portray myself as like this master magician. I was like, oh, I'm an expert sleight of hand artist. And I'm like, no, I'm not an expert sleight of hand artist. Even right now. No, definitely not. There's You're so much it. further. And like, I think that's, what do they call that? Like when you first start something and you learn really, really quickly and you're like, oh my God, I'm so good at this. And you like have all this false confidence. But then when you learn a little bit more, you realize, oh, no, never mind. I actually don't know very much. What's that called? Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm going to Google it right now. It's like, you know, you've, you first start, you think you're an expert, and then the more you learn, the more you learn that you don't know. And that's, you know, I, I think a lot of people Some, in, in I, uh, you know, personal business. Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger. There that's you go. That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, go through that and you know, they, they may not mean to do that too sometimes, but like, it's, again, that's a, a mask that people have. And sometimes they don't even know that mask exists. They think they just had all this progress immediately and that they, they are actually there. So sometimes it's like a false sense of, they, they see themselves in, in this different light than they're maybe not, aren't actually at that level, but they think they are. You know what I find at that level too? And I remember I cringe when I think about myself at that level. I was so good and so much better than so many people. Like I was so Ooh. B- better than. Ooh, yeah. The, the comparative par- comparing game. Yeah. That's rough. And then, yeah, like a, it's not true. Mm-hmm. And B it, it's built out of insecurity. Yes. You know? Yes. Then you go and th- I have the illustration here. It's Mount Stupid's the beginning. Mount Stupid, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> imposter syndrome follows shortly after. And then you kind of go up from there, but often they talk about <laughs> it like you never feel as confident as that first bit. Like you'll never get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's because you get humility <laughs> of like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Yes. Right? Yes. And then the more, for in my world, the more shows you perform, eventually you're going to bomb. And then you learn so much from that moment, from that show. That's like the, the biggest teaching moment that you could possibly have. And then you get so much better if you can continue. Cause uh, I've known some people that bombed and then they just quit. That's it. But it's like, no man, 
you, you gotta experience that. You gotta figure out how to stand back up after getting knocked out, you know? And yeah. So now I, I think I'm in that valley of despair. Oh, I'm like up and down and I'm like being pulled back to that constantly. It's great. <laughs> I think humility, syndrome. humility is such like a, here's what, here's, this is back to the, our last episode of like uh, pride and um, shame mm. is like your life. Like if you're too proud, life will, sh- will balance you out. Yes. Whether you do it or not, it'll just happen. And uh, wh- what's the same pride before the, there's always pride before the fall. Like you can't, you can't really have that happen without the oh, yeah. pride in the beginning. Right. Oh man. That, that happens. You know, I love disc golf so much. I have a disc golf analogy and I know, I know people listening, there's probably not many disc golfers listening, but like this goes exactly to, you could have the best round that you've ever shot and that will always be followed by your worst round because <laughs> it balances back out. Or you could be having the best round. You'd be like, I'm going to shoot my PB, my personal best right now. And the last three holes, nope that destroys it and you actually end up shooting exactly what you're supposed to shoot what you are always shoot <laughs> but yeah disc golf it's there's so many metaphors for life i love that game because you, there's ups and downs it's you go through the the story circle every single hole it's great <laughs> i like that that's why there's so many analogies about golf in general just like it, it's one of those things that yeah and yeah. and the the idea it ain't over till it, it's over like, right. like, yeah, yeah. Don't be too, I think it's like, hum, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe going to a, a bit of like an outside level of like just life and is like being okay with being a bit silly, being okay, not showing like, yeah. if you only show your best when you aren't your best, it's going to seem way worse. Right. Or like, if you, you know, which I mean, they have a time and place where you want to do multiple takes. Like if you're shooting a movie or something that right or but sometimes when you're creating content for social media sometimes you should just post that first one because you know if, if you haven't if you haven't had years of practice and you're just starting to post and it's like yes this is your first thing well i mean yeah just film it post that one learn from it do it again whereas a lot of people they'll, they'll film it and they'll just nope got to do it again got to do it again got to do it again until they get it perfect and then when they get it quote unquote perfect that's when they have all these masks on and then the audience can see that and feel that and then they don't watch it they don't listen to it because it's too perfect because now you're not being yourself whereas if you just be yourself with and keep all the mistakes all the times that you mess up saying something that's perfect that's the most relatable thing and like yeah um i follow thrasher magazine on instagram which oh, is like man. a skateboarding they still exist. That's crazy. I know. I know. Whoa. I find like, you don't know how cool something is until you see how hard it was to get there. And I find skateboarding a lot of it, like skateboarding on there. They usually show the person trying and failing mm. and they fail pretty hard. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, how the heck are they not broken? And yet they still try again. You see them fail like two or three times and then they do it. Mm. And then yes. you hear the friends clapping and stuff. But if you only saw the win. Right. Which it's kind of boring. Like yeah, a lot of people only show the win. Yeah. But the, the journey to get there, that's, and you see, that's, that's part of like, like as a magician and a lot of magicians, actually, I think this is just inherent in our art. 
because we can't show the, our mess ups because if we show our mess ups, that reveals the trick. So we actually, we have to do it perfectly. And if we don't like perform a trick perfectly, then it's ruined and everyone knows how it's done. So like it's baked into being a magician to, to like, to have that perfection mindset. And it's so tough when you transition to like creating content as a magician, then we just, we have this perfection thing. And I think that's why there's a lot of magicians out there. That's not, that aren't creating content because they're, they're afraid to mess up and I don't know, all what we call flash, I'll flash on camera sometimes and you'll see a move and I'm like, it's all right, man. People know that magic isn't real anyways. So if they catch a little glimmer of, of the coin through my fingers here or, or this move there, that's fine. They can have these breadcrumbs, but I'm just going to keep on making more. And like, I'm not going to let that be a barrier of me creating, you know, and then have to be like, oh, no, got to shoot that again 500 more times. Let's, let's leave it in. Because some people want to figure it out and some people want to just be fooled by it. And, you know, if you watch a video enough times in slow motion on YouTube, you're going to figure it out. You know, my favorite thing about magic is, is that it's kind of like comedy. I think maybe it's like, maybe it's just a performance thing. Hmm. You can have many people do the same thing and the way they deliver it is the difference. Yes. Like I would assume there's probably not even that many new tricks you can do. I mean... Pretty much everything that any magician does now is a recreation of something that someone did a hundred years ago. And yet they're repacking it. Like these guys who make the funny thing on America's Got Talent that's viral now. They're just putting new lipstick and makeup on an old trick. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the way they did that trick, the way you tell your story, Mm. Adlin, on stage is part of it. And I, you know, I I feel like, I don't know who I had this conversation with. I think it was you years ago, but... um. You could do a trick and I might not even figure out what it was. Like sometimes a trick can be complicated. And if you, like if a, if a magician didn't tie it together right with a good story, Mm. like if you just pull out the card that I had at the beginning, yeah, skip to the, I'd be like, okay. And then I don't even get how like complicated (laughs) it was to get there. Like, you know, you're the one bringing it all together. You're tying it all together, delivering it as like some sort of surprise packaging it. Right. Yeah. Like one of my favorite ones you did, I think this was when you did the Christmas party, you made it seem like you got it wrong. Oh yeah. I can't remember which trick it was. And then all of a sudden, and then it was like, you know, <laughs> and then oh, everyone and then, starts to feel bad. And they're like, oh man, the magician screwed up. Sorry, man. I'm yeah. Like that's funny. Next time. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, look in your back pocket. And, oh my God. I mean, I don't know if that was it, but you know, <laughs> there's, there's something about that. And I find, I find, I don't know the way you kind of put, put things together, repackage it for people. Um, it's pretty neat. Um, yeah, thanks, do you have any, I appreciate that. We were talking about, uh, before, we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty soon here, but, um, tell me, let's, let's talk to our audience here. Okay. Someone who's a creator just like, can't help, but do the thing that they like to do. Yeah. Like you, like me. Um, what advice do you have for them to build a life around doing the things they love? Okay. That's a good question. That's a really good question. So I'm not sure what advice I can share in regards to that, but I can share what worked for me because I don't want to just tell someone this is what you have to do, but what works for me advice is to advice to yourself, then advice to myself. If you could, you if you could talk to your te- self, how old are you now? Oh, I'm 34. I have to think about it. 34. Okay. Turning so 35 and like 23 year old self. Yeah. 
what would you give advice to my 23 year old self is well i mean i'm not going to change anything that happened in the past I, I love the the way my life came out because now i'm at where i'm at and i'm very happy where i'm at so that's a tough question too because like i have no regrets i love every part of my life so i'm, I'm, I'm gonna give give some advice here um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so what worked for me and what I'm still working on is just to just to create what I like and just put it out there. And like anytime you get one or two likes, who cares? And yeah, it's going to feel some type of way inside, but you just, who cares, man? Make another thing. Just learn from it and keep making, keep being better than your yesterday's self. Keep making content or whatever type of art you make better than yesterday's version of you. And then just keep doing that. And, and yeah, you're gonna look at the numbers, you're gonna see the numbers and you'll be like, man, that sucks. Or like, but like, if it's just one, like that, that, that's a person, yo. Like if you showed your art to a single person and they appreciated it, how are you gonna feel? Like that number on the screen, that's, that's still a person. You gotta remember that. And that's one of the, one of the things I would like to just reiterate just to myself too. Like, you know, if you, you get a thousand views on this one, 10,000 on this one, and then a hundred on this one, it's like, man, that, that hundred one, that could, if you rework it, that could be something amazing. There, there's a lesson in there, you know, like what, what can you tweak in that? So you might have a hit right there. You don't know. Just rework it. Perhaps what can you learn and keep thinking about what and dissecting what you do and figuring out what you can do different next time. That's that's the biggest thing. Always, always get better is what I would say. Continuously grow. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. This is, man, talking with you, catching up with you. This has been great. This is amazing. Thank yeah. you so much, dude. I appreciate it. Well, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in. I'll, uh, who cares how many it is? I don't even know how many. You can't really track podcasts very well. But uh, yeah, um, just keep making them, keep posting them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing it for me. And if it's beneficial to you, I'd love to hear. Tell me. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for being here. Good to chat with you, Anthony. And uh, and likewise, this will not be the last time. No, not at all. All right, we'll chat soon.